to the Hunting Dog Public Podcast. This is your host, Mason Bush. Welcome to the show. Hey guys, if you're in the market for a new pair of boots, head on over to coonhuntersupply.com. Check out the Razor Chaps. Razor has teamed up with Yoder Nylon to make some of the best chaps on the market. If you want durability with the chrome to go with it, look no further. Whether you need boots and chaps, pouches, or just apparel, Razor is your one-stop shop for it all. Head on over to coonhuntersupply.com or give them a call at 574-328-0856. Thanks. Hey guys, we've teamed up with Light Boots. They have the lightest 16-inch waterproof boot ever made. They have a one-piece injection mold design which increases durability. Some people say they are like walking on a cloud. All I know is if it ain't light, it ain't right. Go check them out at lightboots, L-I-T-E-B-O-O-T-S dot com. And they gave us a discount code for 10% off, T-H-D-P-10. Y'all go check them out. Today's word, Joshua 1.9. Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord, your God, is with you wherever you go. Welcome to Hunting Dog Public Podcast. This is your host, Mason Bush. Today I'm in North Mississippi, in the city of Corinth. Uh, a friend of mine, Charles Vanderford, welcomed me into his home. and We're going we gonna to step back in time and Talk about some dogs. How you doing, Charles? Good, good. So uh, let's go ahead and get the ball rolling, Charles, and uh, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm uh, 75-year-old. Just uh, coming Saturday, uh, the 26th, I'll be married to my wife, Barbara, best friend I ever had for 56 years. Uh, we've raised uh, two child, uh, three children, two boys and a girl. Um, was blessed there. The good Lord has blessed me uh, way beyond anything that I deserve over the years. Uh, uh, we've raised those children, never had any extra problems, no kind of problems with them. And we've got uh, five wonderful grandchildren now. And uh, every Sunday morning, there were five grandchildren sitting on the same bench with me in church. Uh, so we're, we're bringing them along. And the, the boys all, when my, when my time comes during the month to uh, usher one of them boys, it's me usher. Uh, so we, that's a blessing in itself. And, and I've just been blessed over the years to uh, have a good job, uh, Barbara was able to stay home with the children and raise them. She done a good job of it while I was working. And when I wasn't working, I was coon hunting. So uh, I've been at it for all these years. I've, I've been coon hunting about 60 years now, little 61 years, really. And uh, just had a good life. Uh, had some good dogs over the years. Uh, uh, I, I'm back in the day when we used to climb trees and jump them out and all that kind of stuff. So it's a whole lot different back when I started to what it is today. But it's we thought at the time we was having the most fun that anybody could have. We might treat the same coon three or four times in one night. And we'd always have five or six dogs running it. But uh, we've had we've been blessed. And uh, Way beyond anything that I could ask for. That's good. That's good. Um, I guess I guess it meant a little bit more back then. You talking about treating the same coon two or three times oh, and yeah. having a ball. So sometimes it seems a little bit more like work than it does a hobby, to me at least. When we went, we carried. I had a set of tree climbers. We carried the tree climbers. We carried the axe and we carried the shovel. And we, we got the coon. If it could be got, we got it. But we we tie the dogs back and, and, and give it a head start, turn them loose, 
and uh, run it again and tree it again. And I had a little female named Nancy. Uh, she was out of Hickenut Area, uh, Diamond Gym, uh, that I had. And she had had so many coons jumped out to her. Uh, she started out learning how to run a track by running rabbits with some beagles. Well, when we started uh, hunting her, uh, when you cut a tree, when the tree hit the ground, you turned her loose, she'd go to the head of that tree. She knew that's where that coon was going to come out. And back then, if one dog opened off the tree, you didn't have any that could stay treated. Well, she'd open my chun and everything else would go with her, and we'd have us another good race. So she was, she when she'd tree a sack full of squirrels in the daytime and tree a coon every night. Uh, kept her till she died, uh, 12 years old. How old were you when you first started coon hunting? 14 years old. Did your, did your father hunt or? No. Just I, I started hunting with William Hill. Man over here, we <clears throat> he had a he had a leopard cur that would tree, but he wouldn't go hunt. And I got a hold of a little old black and tan male that would go hunting and strike a coon and run a coon, but he wouldn't tree. So we took them two dogs and we had one dog. <laughs> had a combo and we treat a bunch of coons with them two dogs old, that old cur would hang around our feet till Blackie struck and as soon as Blackie opened he'd cut out to him and uh, that's how I got started and uh, I I blacked it ever since the first night I went and I still want to go just as bad today as I did then I just can't handle it like I used to this past few days, this heat, oh, I've not wanted to go myself. I thought I wasn't going to make it back to the house the last time. I went about a month ago by myself. I thought I wasn't make it. I walked a little over a mile and a half. Mm. You better be careful. Well, from Nancy, where'd you go from there? Well, I kept her till she died, but I had I bred her to Hickory Nut Harry, and I got Little Creek Harry. This would have been the old Hickory Nut Harry, right? Yeah, my bred the old Hickory Nut Harry. Uh, I got Hugh Mitchell to, to carry out there for him and bred her. And I sold all the puppies. But uh, I bought Harry back from Larry Coffey when he was 22 months old. I sold him to Larry for $200 and gave him $3,100 for him back. Mm. And uh, he was, uh, that's the first dog I ever competition hunted. And he made Grand Night Champion just pretty quick with a handler like me. And then I just hunted him. I hunted him about a year by himself when I first got him back. Uh, I love hunting by myself. Always have. Uh, still do. And uh, I hunted him about a year by himself and uh, kept him, well, I had him about seven years. And then I got a little female named Babe. Uh, was a good little female. I kept her about five years. She tree you coons every night you care to hunt. Uh, bought her from Danny Roy Hodges. Give him twelve hundred and fifty dollars for her under the tree. And uh, I kept her. And then different dogs I had along the way. I can't remember them all. Uh, but we. We had uh, the Little Creek Chopper dog was the second dog that I ever competition hunted. And I, I made, we made, made Grand Night just Chopper made Night Champion. And then he took Coon Dog Paralysis. The, I was going to hunt him in the Little World Hunt down at Tupelo. And I, at the end of July, last weekend in July, I went down there to hunt him, and when he got, I got down there, he jumped out of the truck, he fell. And I thought, was well, something not right? So we drawed out, and we went over to Fulton. And when I got over there, he couldn't get out of the truck. 
So I got him out and brought him in and laid him in the seat of the truck with me and brought him back to Corinth to the bed. Got the bed up that night. Dr. K didn't know what was wrong. So the next morning, I carried him to Memphis to the bed over there. And they said he had coon dog paralysis. He stayed over there four days. And they told me that if we could keep him from taking pneumonia and keep him well, he'd get over it someday. So I built him a, a frame and put it in my garage out here, fixed it where uh, a four by four, laid him out there where I could keep him clean every day. My wife would go out there every day and clean his pen while I was working. Fed him with a spoon. I'd lay him on the bench out here and hold his head in my lap and feed him with a spoon. Done that from that, say, the first week in August till about the first week in December. And I built him a frame to stand in and a sling in it, cut him a place for his legs and all. And I got to standing him in that every day. And finally, he got to putting a little weight on his feet. And, and then I got to leading him. And uh, he, I'd lead him a little piece, and he'd want to sit down. Lead him a little piece, and he'd sit down. And finally, I got where I was going a mile and a half with him over here every night. And uh, one night, I come by the creek down there, and he just started standing on his hind feet and having a fit. So I told my wife, and I got to the house, that's the old chopper smell to come. I said, I'm going to carry him hunting tomorrow night. So I had a clean pasture over there that... Uh, wouldn't be no problem for him. And I carried him over there, and I turned him loose and sat down against a pine tree there. Never will forget it. In 12 minutes, he had a coon tree. I went down there and shot it out to him. I, as soon as he struck, I started going on towards him because I didn't want him to stay. He had lost his voice during that time. I didn't want him to stay treed long. I went out there and shot that coon out to him. And from then on, he just started... Then he come back, and that next spring, I put him in some hunts and made grand night. He won back then. You had to have five first. I put him in seven hunts to get to five first. I made grand night and kept him here. Uh, he was he's one of my all-time favorites. Uh, him and... Uh, I've always felt like a man my age, if you've had about four or five dogs, it was coon dogs. Not just something to go out here and tree a coon, but I'm talking about a coon dog. You've been blessed, and I've been blessed. I, I've, had, I've had four that uh, tree a coon every time you turn them loose and didn't have to worry about uh, nothing with them. Didn't run junk and that kind of stuff. So I've, I've been a blessed man. I, uh, I hunted Chopper. and uh, My first PKC hunt I carried him to, Robert Wood was going to handle him. And Barry Kitty was in the cast. And he treated a coon. And I didn't win the cast. Barry beat me with a, a Tam Young's black and tan female. He wanted to hunt Chopper the next night, and he carried him to Hardin, Kentucky, and got in the final four and hunted it off and won it. And from there on, Barry and me, we, we hunted him uh, all for years there. And uh, Barry knows, well as I do, a lot of people likes their dog, but I thought as much of that dog as most people do their brother. I, I, he was... He's buried in my backyard out here at 14 years old. And uh, I've got, uh, we had a lot of fun, a lot of hunts, a lot of enjoyment. Uh, I guess that's about as much as you could ask for uh, in a dog. And uh, now I've got uh, uh, Sky. She's, she's one of them that ranks up there. Uh, I just, I had old Chopper, I had Harry and Sky, and I bought a female 
uh, and female out of Loop to Drifter. Back in the 80s, uh, I give $4,500 in a pair, I suppose, a pair of pups for her. She could treat more coons than any of these dogs. Uh, if a man had her today, no telling what she'd be worth, she could treat coons that no other dog didn't even know was in the woods. But I didn't like her as well as I did Chopper or Harry Warren. Uh, I just couldn't, I guess if I'd have kept her longer, she died here. I guess if I'd have got to keep her longer, I'd probably liked her as good or better. But uh, Skye's been here, soon be six years. Uh, she's part of the family. One of the best dogs I've, well, one of the top four I've ever had. And uh, over the years, uh, we've traded dogs and had dogs, but I've not ever been a competition hunter. Uh, I, I ran them two male dogs, and uh, another man grand sky for me. And uh, but I, I love pleasure hunting. I love to go by myself. I hunted Chopper about a year when I got him by himself. Uh, nothing like going by yourself and sitting down there and hearing that dog do his thing. And that's that's what I like to do. And over the years, the job I had, I was traveling the hardware company for 35 years. And you really couldn't plan a hunt at night because you didn't know what time I was going to get home. So I'd come home and my wife would have supper. I'd eat supper, get my paperwork done, and I'd put a dog in the truck and go trail camp. And that's just what I've done that way for years. And I still left to do it. Uh, me and Sky will be doing that this fall if nothing don't happen. But Jimmy Wilson comes down and hunts with me. Uh, now, Jimmy and I hunted together a long time ago, so he comes down and hunts a night or two or three a week with me. Now, so uh, when this weather cools off and everything, we planning on we planning on getting in there and treeing some more. Getting back after. Yeah, yeah. Let's circle back to Chopper. Uh, about what year did you get him? I got him in, uh, let's see, he was a 90. I got him in uh, 93, I guess it was. He was a 92 model. And he was, yeah, I got he was 19 months old when I got him. Never will forget getting him. Uh, I had bought a dog. Man, had advertised up in uh, Chattanooga. He wanted $1,800 for him. And I called him, and I can't think of the man's name offhand, but he had owned one of the world champions. And he had this dog uh, for sale. I offered him 1500 for him off the chain, and he took it. And uh, he said, now, he was tree slick, son. But if you can get him out of that, he'll be a good one. Well, I carried him three nights. He made 11 trees, all slick. Mm-hmm. It was in the wintertime. So I called a man, and I said, uh, you told me this dog could tree wrong some, but you didn't tell me he'd tree wrong all the time. I said, what do you give for him? Oh, he said, I don't need him back. I, I don't want him. Uh, but he said, I know somebody does. And I said, well, you sell him. Sell him to him. No, he said, I'll tell you who it is, and you can call the man. Luther Gross in Glasgow, Kentucky, had chopper. And I called Luther, and he had sold this dog that I bought for $3,500 when he was 11, weeks, I mean, 11 months old. So... He said, I'll trade you Chopper for that dog eating. And I'd never saw Chopper, but he said Chopper hunted too wide in them mountains for him. He couldn't hear him. And he said, I'll trade. I said, well, I ain't got nothing to lose because I ain't got nothing. Right. So I traded with him. And my wife and my daughter and me went up there and met the man at Nashville and swapped him and got him. Uh, come on back home at I stove on the way home 
and we didn't get, I didn't get to carry him hunting until Tuesday night after I got him on Saturday. He treed the first time we turned him loose, Wayne Boyle's hunting with me back then. Some, and he had a little female called Katie May. Well, Chopper and Katie May treed. I can carry you today and show you the tree they treated in on the fence room. Uh, they had the coon, we shot it out, put them in the truck, went over and they got after something and run it in the bank of the creek over and treated in the ground. We come back to the truck, went over and turned loose again, and Katie May got after a deer. And Chopper never said a word. After a little bit, Chopper just come treed down the bottom. And we went down there, and about the time we got to the tree, Katie May had quit running her deer and come to him. And we shot a coon out. And Wayne Voles told me that night, he said, Charles, we've hunted together a long time, but that's the best young dog you've ever owned. And uh, he just, we just went from there. Uh, I could I could carry you and show you the trees where he treed. And... Uh, I shot out about every county tree. Uh, some of them said it done me more good than it did the dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how I trained him. Yeah. And uh, but he was uh, he he was a he was a natural. Uh, the man I got him from, I mean the man that got to give him a reference. When I asked him about the dog before I got him, he said, "Son," he said. The dog has been abused. He said he spent more time at the beer joint than he spent in the woods. Mm. <laughs> he said the boys that had him left him in the dog box at the beer joint uh, more than they kept him in the woods. But he said that pup's been treeing coons since he was seven months old. And when I got him, a friend of mine that I used to hunt with some wanted to go hunting with him. And when I got down there that night, he was a drinking. He smelled whiskey strong on him. And, and whenever we got Chopper, Chopper wouldn't come out of the box. When he leaned over there, Chopper wouldn't come out of that box. And uh, he said, what's wrong with him? I said, I don't know. I ain't never seen him act like that. I had to drag him out of the box. And when I cut him loose, he was gone. Of course, I didn't have a tracking collar then. And uh, found him up the road in another man's dog box. Him smelling that liquor on that on Hugh scared him to death. Somebody, I mean, I don't know what they done to him, but he he man, he wasn't gonna have no part of that. Yes. And he, I guess he felt about like it, about like I did. I never done that. I never drank, and so I I couldn't. Now I didn't hunt with nobody did, but it's just uh, uh, he he was he was a natural. He, you could talk to him here in the yard like we're talking now. You didn't have to beat on him and mess around. He just, and he had a no locate that whenever he come on that tree, you didn't have to wonder. He's treed. And uh, just a pleasure, real pleasure to hunt. Um, and, and, and he won a lot of plaques hanging out there in my kennel uh, where he won the, uh, National Mail in 95. And then I got, he won a pro hunt that, uh, I got that slip. Uh, it, Dresden, wasn't it? Yeah, at Dresden, Tennessee. Fergie hunted him the first round, and then Barry uh, won it with him. Yeah. Uh, Barry's told me that story. I think he got him in on Friday night, and then he got him and Zeb both in. Yeah. Fergie, I think you and Fergie went up I, I uh, went Saturday by, night. I went by and picked Fergie up and carried him up there. He handled him. Yeah. And and then Fergie may turn around and come back home and Barry won the hunt. Yeah. I think him and Barry and Fergie had made a made a deal. It don't matter if, if Fergie won or lost, the only thing he got was two hundred dollars. That sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> oh well Fergie still aggravates him about it. He said, I want that pro hunt for you and you only give me two hundred dollars. That's that sounds about right. Oh but yeah. Barry's talked a lot about him. He said, I think maybe Bone and Cracker was running pretty hard about the time. And yeah. I think Cracker was in the state of t uh, Mississippi at the time. And he had got a big jump early in the year. 
and, and made a comment in ProHound, something about catch me if you can. And uh, you and Barry got teamed up, and he said, Barry, I think Barry said he about run him down that year. He, he uh, come real close. The first year, Barry, honey, we didn't start until yeah, uh, about July, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. And by the end of it, we almost had it. Yeah. Then the next year, he won state. Okay. Uh, and it was a deal we had a, up at the World Hunt. Uh, Chopper was first or second, and there was another dog, Johnny Brown. Johnny Brown had his dog. Well, Johnny left up at the World Hunt and went back to Alabama and hunted in a hunt that night on a Friday night, I guess it was, to get him a little more money. And then he come back up there, and Barry, uh, he Barry was gonna come home. And I told Barry, I said, I wish you'd stay and handle Chopper tonight. I said, I, I, I can't win with you, you know. I said, so Barry told me, he said, I'll do it under one circumstances. If you'll go over yonder in Kaler Bottom about four o'clock and block the road where nobody can't get in there, <laughs> I'll stay and hunt it. So I left over there and went and blocked that road. I crossed, put my truck crossways in the road there where nobody else couldn't get in there. <laughs> and when Barry and them got there, they went in there. Uh, I, I stayed up there and kept the road blocked again and where nobody couldn't go down there. And uh, after about 30 minutes, I guess, or a little over, this man, I seen truck lights coming. And this guy, I said, oh, what's wrong? He said, man, he said, the chopper dog is wiping everybody out. He said, I'm going to the house. <laughs> and, uh, of course, that made me real happy. And it wasn't but a little bit to here come another truck. And I said, well, what's going on? He said, man, he said, chopper dog, we can't handle <laughs> And, uh. So Barry come out of there with, I'm thinking, 750 or 775. I can't remember the score right off. But we got back to the club, and Johnny Brown come by and asked Barry, said, be quiet. So when Johnny come by, he asked Barry, how we done? Barry said, didn't do no good. Well, Johnny went back there and started picking up the cards and looking at them. And when he come to that card, you ought to saw his face. <laughs> he knew when he saw that card that we had won the national mail. And uh, I don't remember what dog he was hunting now. But, it would have been Gate. Yeah, that's it. Yep. And uh, so, uh, but that was, they've been some, when we drove that year we went, made national mail, back then it was 10 and $15 hunts. And we drove... Uh, Wayne and me drove to Bowling Green, Kentucky one night to hunt a $10 hunt. Uh, and we went, Barry and me went way down in, uh, I don't know, somewhere down South Mississippi. One night we drove probably three hours. He told me a story about y'all going over into Missouri and ha- having to take a ferry across the river. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Barry still. <laughs> we started, and of course I get sick uh, riding with somebody else. And Barry was the first one, I guess, that I ever rode with without getting sick. But I, I get motion sickness, and he had that little Dakota truck, and I'd catch hold of that uh, hand hold uh, thing on the side of the ceiling up there. As long as I held on to that, I could ride. And so we got up there to the, we pulled up to the river, and the river was out all the river, and. Uh, Barry still makes the comment. I said, oh, Barry, the water's out. <laughs> well, we was going to cross on the ferry anyway, so mm-hmm. it didn't make no difference. But I got over there and behind the, on the steering wheel of that truck like I was driving and rode that ferry across <laughs> so I wouldn't be sick. <laughs> Whatever it takes. <laughs> we, we went through some, some times, had some good times. We went through... Uh, uh, you know, uh, Barry's as good a handler as I've ever dealt with. Good man, good friend, still is a good friend today. Uh, I'd do anything if he was to call me tonight 
at midnight and say, I need you to do something for me. If there's something that I could do, I'd get up and go do it. That's how much I think of him today. He's been good to me. Uh, he's, he's a good man, and I I sold him a truck out here. Uh, he's using it now, I still think, in his stuff. But I had my car lot, and uh, I, had, I quit hunting chopper at 10. But I had my car lot, and, and I was still selling hardware. And I couldn't do all of it. I couldn't coon hunt and handle my car lot and handle my job, so I had to quit coon hunting. I quit for about 17 years. And uh, then after I retired from the hardware, I went back to hunt. And uh, I've been retired now about two years from the car lot when cars got hard to get, and my wife just got Parkinson now. And I have to be here most of the time with her, so uh, I had I just give up the car lot and then retired. But I love to raise puppies. I enjoy raising them as much as I do coon hunting. So I can do that and be here at the house with my wife too, and still enjoy life. So that's what I'm. That's my thing. I I I love I love hunting. Always have. And I love fooling these little puppies. And uh, I love to see it get a report every, pretty regularly. I get a report in the mornings. One of them's won somewhere, one of them's treated coon, one of them's done good. And, and that people just don't know how much good that does you to hear from. from it's kind of like one of your kids doing good. Mm -hmm. So I, I enjoy that. That's good, that's good. No, uh, my buddy Drake, he's got one that come from here. What was she off of, Stella? Dealer. Dealer. Uh, Anna. Anna. Anna was a good one. She, uh, Anna, I bred her to Mojo Mason twice. And uh, Buddy McKinnon's got one of them today. It's it's a good one. And uh, Drake is made platinum champion now with the dealer. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, Drake and I were partners on dealers. I gave him half interest in him as a puppy. And uh, I sold Kevin, Drake's daddy, I sold him my half sometime last year. And uh, probably should have kept him. <laughs> uh, that's, I'm always, uh, but but Anna was a good reproducer. She she was a coon dog. She was a grand knight. She died here. Uh, she was, uh, I bought her from Raven Prince. Okay. Uh, she was everything he told me she'd be when I bought her. And uh, you could carry hunting. And uh, Luke uh, uh, hand, handed her for me some in some hunts. And uh, he carried her not many times. Dogs will double up. Friday night and Saturday night together on at two different places, but he won four hunts with her in one weekend. Oh wow! Yeah, he she was she's a real deal, and uh, she got vet said she had infection in her blood, but we don't know what it was, and he didn't. But she died in about five days after I carried her to the vet, hmm. and uh, I wouldn't have took nothing far. And but but they they some good pups out of them. Uh, the Stella female, uh, I bred the rodeo twice. Some good pups out of both litters. Uh, Keith Dean's got one, and uh, Jimmy Pardon's got one up at uh, Sevierville, Tennessee. Uh, they both going to be at Superstakes this fall. Uh, then uh, uh, there's one down in Louisiana that's out of... Uh, Sky, his name's Vegas. He's gonna be at Superstakes this fall, and it just fooling these dogs just brings you a lot of pleasure. And I I believe with all of my heart that if you're gonna have some good puppies, you got to have a good female to raise them from. Yep. And I've I think right now I've got three in my kennel little that. Oh, keep bringing some good puppies here, and that's I believe you got to have the good female, and then you got to have a good, you know, good male. Then they got to get in the right hands of people to uh, to make it. And 
uh, this last litter out of sky uh, looks like I know this uh, they was uh, seven of the eight puppies that had treated coon uh, before they was eight months old now some of them's doing best uh, Drake's got one she hadn't but they they turned out really good and the buddy pup I kept here he was the first one that I've ever trained or tried to and I, he was a complete natural uh, I, man got after me to price him at 10 months old and I did and he bought him and I, and I probably but I, I can't hunt enough to train a pup like he ought to be trained and that pup's I think if I understand it right, the man's done got twice as much for him as I sold him for. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so he, they, they, they've turned out good. Yeah. I got one off that cross. I love him. He's, yeah. He's a natural, uh, big mouth, big old red head, beautiful pup. Hey. Uh, he's mannered like a three-year-old dog, just naturally tree coons. I've never had to get on him. Naturally by himself. Just, he's, he's got all the chrome so far. I hope he keeps progressing. I, I think I really got something. His mother's, she's been here be six years this December. Uh, I can count on my fingers in one hand how many times I ever turned her loose she come back without treeing a coon. Hmm. And she's not had a whipping since I've owned her. She's not been shocked. You just don't have to do nothing but just turn her loose. Yep. And she'll go do her thing. Uh, them kind are hard to find. Yes, he's a little bit more ground minded than I like, but I think with a little age he'll he'll start getting treated a little bit more, maybe take yeah. a little bit more gambles. But well, so that, far, I, the whole litter is doing well. I, oh, Chad yeah. Bro in, in Louisiana, he called me a few weeks ago. Either he's got one or his buddy's got one. He's got one. And he sold him. He's one sold. Him. Okay. He sold him the other day. Okay. And he he's he's very he was very happy with him then when I talked to him. Jared Mitchum's got one of them. Okay. Down there in Louisiana, uh, they uh, Jacob Wilbanks right lives over here about a four or five miles. And he's got one of them. He's been he's he don't have another dog and hadn't had one. He's been treeing coons with him since he's been about seven months old. Jesse Lancaster was telling me about him the other night. That dog stays in the house with his little girls. Yeah, they, yep. he's just a pet. Yep, and uh, he tree coons whenever they carry him on. That that little girl is crazy about him. Mm -hmm. Um, Sleeps in the bed with him. Yeah. With her every night. Yeah. Yeah. So, rodeo's done. He's done well in stud pen too. But it, like you said, it takes a good female. It to, takes a good female. And I've, I've had better percentages with rodeo than anything else. <clears throat> I plan on raising. In fact, I've got a female bred to him now. Uh, plan on a, another, and I plan on I plan on raising some more from. I, I just I believe in. Th there's a line of breed. I had good luck with Mason, and I believe that you know you got to have that breeding behind them, mm -hmm. and and he's got it. Uh, looks to me like, and I uh, I always heard winners breed winners, so there you uh, go. that's that's what I'm. What about, uh, is there any certain bloodline you, you've always liked going with as far as a female, or you just want a good, just a good female in general? Or Well, I like, I, so many people like an all-grand pedigree, <clears throat> but I'm not that, I'm not that big on that. I mean, I, Sky's got an all-grand pedigree, and still a female that had all-grand pedigree, but Anna has produced just as good as they did. She was out of high expectations. Uh, I guess if you had, I'd, I, you know, you look at a pedigree, but but I'm still believe till you make that cross, you really don't know right. what you're gonna get. Mm -hmm. And you can go and and it's the way I look at it. The best you can do. It started out with a really good female, good bred female, that trees coon and got the same taints that what you want. And then find that dog that kind of matches up with that. And I know I've, they don't all make it. 
I've, I've back yonder uh, had a bunch that didn't. Uh, Chopper was as good a dog as I've had here, but he never reproduced another dog as good as him. And he was a coon treeing machine. But and that and I guess females go the same way, but some just can and some can't. But I, I really believe that I don't I don't believe in this taking a some kind of brood female and breeding her and, and trying to get a coon dog. I, yeah. I believe you got I, my feeling is if a female's not worth hunting, she's not worth breeding. I agree. That, that's that's mainly my thought. Yep. Yep, she was a coal for a reason. Yep. And that, you know, you you're gonna about get you're gonna about get most cases these females is not good. You're gonna get you, you chances you're gonna get a pup or two that's gonna be good. Hmm. But getting a average, a percentage in that that's good, I just believe you gotta have that bloodline behind them. Yep. And I've not ever, of course, I had good luck with Diamond Jim. Uh, I bred to him a couple of times and had good luck with him. He was as ugly as they could come, but he produced and uh, had good luck there. And I bred the Bean Blossom Buck years ago and had fairly good luck but I didn't have the right kind of females back then uh, I couldn't I couldn't buy the kind of female that I wanted right um, so I think if if a man would have had of course the dogs nowadays are bred so much different than they was back when I started You back when I started you didn't think about hunting a dog much and having much of a dog that it got 18 months or two years old before it was even going to start treeing. Mm-hmm. And you'd have to pet on the tree and hiss them and carry on trying to get them to tree. That's all changed now yeah. uh, with, the, with the dogs that they got now. They bred. And back in that day, uh, we didn't have many deer around here, but it's if the dog pups got out, I mean, they they run a deer out of the country. Now then, these pups that you got now, the like this litter out of old sky and, and rodeo, uh, the the buddy pup I had here has never run a deer, and I hadn't heard of none of the other puppies running deer. I've watched my bump one a couple of times. He don't do it long. I, I saw him run seven, eight hundred yards, and he'll, he'll fall off. Uh, no. I wish. I wish they would run a deer. Well, that's what I thought Buddy would, would run one. We, I turned him loose in the field, and I was five standing out there in the field, and he just went right on. He not treat a possum. Used to, man, that was one of the things he had to do was break him from treeing possum and running deer. Yep. And, uh, but the dogs nowadays are just bred so much different. Mm-hmm. And, and they're tree dogs. They're not but, near as gamey as uh-uh. they were 20, 30 years ago. Back when we was jumping them coons out back yonder, man, you, you had a dog. If you, you didn't have, we didn't have a dog that stayed treed. Nowadays, you've got dogs that uh, they can run all over mm-hmm. and, and they'll stay. Yep. So uh, just, just a lot, whole lot of difference in the breed. Yep. Like you said a while ago, it's, Another part of it is getting them to the right hands, getting somebody that that can take a pup and and do something with it. it right. Anybody can spend thousand fifteen hundred dollars on a pup, but if you let them sit in the pen, they they ain't ever gonna make anything. They don't. You, you got to give them a chance. You got to carry them hunt. Yep. And and you got to try to be. I mean, smarter than the. It takes a man that knows what he's doing to train a pup. Mm-hmm. That's that's and. and I've, I like, of course, the pup I started here, that buddy pup, he was just natural. He didn't need no whippings. He just, he just, he didn't need that. But I, that's the only one I've ever tried to train. And, uh, but I like, I like good-natured females. 
I like a female that's, uh, I don't want no eel dog. I'm not going to hunt a eel dog. Don't want nothing that produces a eel dog, if I know it. And uh, they just, uh, old Chopper was a radical tree dog. But he never was scratched for fighting as many hunts as he was in. He never was scratched for fighting one time. And sometimes if something got up on the tree beside him, he'd get to blowing and he'd just keep going around the tree with them front feet up on the tree. Uh, he'd sound like he's going to fight, but he never did. I've seen bloody, he's seen his ears bloody. When we get there, he'd have bloody ears or one that got a hold of him. Uh, one got him in the front foot one night from St. Jude Hunt up behind Parsons, bit him through the front foot. And uh, he never did stop treeing. He did. But he just, uh, but I just can't, I can't stand the old dog. Right, no, I can't either. You see, it gives you a bad name too. Oh, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So, I guess, what'd you say? You've been hunting for, for how many years? About 60? I've been hunting 60. Let's see. I'm seventy-five. I've been hunting sixty-one years. Okay. What's what's kept you going all these years? What what is it? I love it. It's in your blood. In the blood. Once, well, I, I just love going. I love I love fooling with the dog. Yeah. And uh, I never have mind walking. I always like to uh, walk. You know, in the woods. Uh, it's just. Uh, Back whenever Wayne Voyles used to hunt with me years ago, we've been in these weather like this, maybe not hardly this hot, but we've been in these swamps where the snakes are set and first one thing, other than not have a dry thread in their shirt and everything be sweating. Like, and Wayne said a bunch of times that I wouldn't work this hard for nobody. <laughs> so people tell you that coon hunting is not work, it's work. It is. And... Uh, if you do it and, and you go to dogs, old, old Chopper, all the years I hunted him, he never treed that I didn't go to his tree. Sky has never treed that I didn't go to her tree. Now, sometimes it's took me a long, go a long way around to get there, mm -hmm. but I've always went to the tree when they tree. Uh, and I, I've never tried to call Sky off. Uh, don't know if you could or not. I know you can't hurt son. No. He's got some thick stuff, and you can't really get to him, and he's, he's hard-headed. I don't think you could call Sky off. <laughs> I never tried, but yeah. I just go to her. And uh, people asked about snakes, you know, what you do. I said, well, you just don't think about them. You just go on. Don't think about them. Don't look for them. <laughs> That's right. They'll get out of you. What? Yep. <laughs> yep. You don't bother them. They usually won't bother you. That's the way I look at it. Yep. Other than these dogs you've had throughout the years has there ever been anything else that really stood out to you as far as a dog you've hunted with well old Zeb at Bearhead <clears throat> we hunted I hunted with Zeb when he was young uh, you couldn't hunt him down he, he, he'd hunt all night and, and I liked Zeb he, he treat coons every time you turned him he was more the type dog that the and female I had was he, he opened quick, and he was going to have a cone when he treed. He, he, he just didn't, he didn't miss much. Mm -hmm. and that was one thing about uh, him and Chopper Bowl. When they treed, you could just load your gun, they was going to have a cone. But I guess uh, probably Zeb uh, is the best dog that I've hunted with, uh, comparable to what I had. Yep. They were two totally different styles, too. Oh, yeah, they wasn't even in the same, I mean, nothing like. Right. But they both treat coon. Mm -hmm. uh, that uh, uh, chopper, was, chopper was a type dog. If you got in somewhere where there was, a, would say, a treeing contest, you got in a bunch of pin oaks or something where you had coon stick, chopper could, he, he could wear you out in a place like that. And, but and then, like old Zeb, if you get where you had the coons thin, he'd go in yonder and have your coons somewhere. Rub one up. Yeah. Yep. Um, they, they, they were just totally two different dogs. 
but a lot of pleasure at home. Yeah. Yeah. There's been a there's been a lot of good dogs West Tennessee, North Mississippi. Um, oh yeah. Northwest Alabama. Just you you drop a pin right here and you can do a, a hundred mile radius. You there's a, there's been a lot of good dogs that's come from right here. A lot of world champions. It used to use people used to say that if you could win hunts right here, you could go about anywhere and win hunts. Yep. Because it, it's the good dogs are. Yeah, all been been known to be around you. McNeil Creasy said in his podcast that it was it was harder winning at home than it was when you went to town. Yeah, yeah, they, they dogs. Uh, you had Tam Young around here. Him and uh, uh, his man, the man that was uh, Keith Conway, and, and Tam was. They had some as good of black dogs as it was around here. Mm-hmm. I never hunted with none of them. I, I've been always, I like to say, I, I hunt by myself mostly. And they, I know there's a lot of good dogs around here that I didn't hunt with. Yeah. Uh, but they, with few wind hunts in North Mississippi and around in Tennessee there, Parsons and Scott Seagull and them places, you're going you gonna to draw about as strong a cast at Lexington or somewhere like that as you'll draw at the world home. Right. I agree. I've been all over. It's it's harder to win right here than it is anywhere I've been. So. Oh, it was like I said, I never went to many homes. I, I went to with, with Harry and with Chopper uh, as only two dogs. I had a female, her name was Babe. She could have won in the hunts. Uh, I never did go to hunt with her. Uh, she was out of Donnie's Ringo. She she tell you, one night we carried her over here just by herself, about three, four inches of snow on the ground. We turned her loose and sit in the truck. We turned her loose four different places and treated four different coons. Hmm. Shot them out. Hmm. Uh, she but she never was carried to hunt. The little Nancy female never was carried to hunt. Uh, I've had some dogs that could have won if they'd had the chance. Yep. But I just, I really do love to hunt single dog. Like now, I don't ever turn more than one dog loose at a time. But uh, I'm about the same way. I like hunting by myself. One or two dogs, that's about it. You just, you, beginning of the podcast he's talking about hunting five six dogs at a time i couldn't imagine couldn't lose oh, six dogs loose at one time. man we used to do that we'd go sometimes there'd be three of us going and we'd all have one or two dogs and uh you you just gonna have a a race and the thing about it uh we didn't have no tracking collars in hmm. we didn't have no way of finding them when they got out of pocket there's no telling how much gas I burn up trying to find them. Right around hollering, whistling, <laughs> listening. Drive around, stop and listen. Drive around, stop and listen. How many coats do you leave out? Man, they just, uh, one night old chopper, I will forget it. I, t- I talked my youngest son into going with me. And I told him, I, said, I had a female that I carried that night. And, uh, I said, we'll go over here and tree one and be back in a little bit. Put old guy and turned them loose. And I told him I'd have him back by 10 o'clock before he had to go to school. So we got over and turned them loose and never heard from him. So when 10 o'clock come, I brought him home or about that time. And I went and rode till after midnight. Couldn't find him. And the next morning, uh, Wayne Boyles that used to hunt with me all the time, his wife stopped here at the house and said, uh, Chopper's tree right down behind our house. He'd been there all night, him and that female had been there. They had the ground more slick. Mm. And I never, they was plumb out of the area where I would have ever thought about them being. I'd looked, it seemed like everywhere but there. And if I'd had a tracking system back them days. Uh, so it wasn't long after that, I got me a, I got it's hanging on the wall out yonder in my kennel now. Uh, the wildlife tracker. Mm-hmm. Old beep beep collars. That old beep collars and that old big antenna he had to wave around to try to find them. Yep. 
but I've got it hanging out there. Uh, I've got my Sunburst Eagle Light out there that I had back then. I thought it was the finest thing that ever come along when I got mm. it. <laughs> $365 mm. back then at that, oh, I, I used it a lot. And uh, uh, I've got Chopper one a uh, light on that. And uh, I paid Barry for his half of it and it's hanging out there in my kennel. Uh, and that track, that tracking system, the Sunburst Eagle light, and uh, the light that Chopper won, and lights and uh, Chopper's plaque where he won the national mail, they all on the on the wall of my kennel. Mm. Uh, every time I go in there, that I think about him. There's not a day goes by that I don't think about that dog. He just he, he just one of them. He's like skin, like folk. Yep, like a child. Yeah, Barry said you was you was real sentimental with him. You, you always kept every every light, every oh yeah. Every I got the dog box in the back of my truck out there. He won in '95. Really? That's, that's I'm still you. I, I was more than '95. That's 28 years old. That box. That's that's the box in my truck. Mm. Now the 17 years that I didn't hunt, it sat down here in this building with a concrete floor where I put it in there. But when I went back to hunting, I got that box out. Still, it rides everywhere I go now. Yeah. Uh, I told Barry uh, when I bought it, I bought it from Jarvis Humphreys. Uh, they had that place over there, uh, Hickory Flat. I've got a pair of the boots hanging in, my, or sitting in my kennel out there that I bought from. I told Barry, I said, if Chopper wins tonight, I'm going to buy him a new dog box if he wins enough money. He won 1200 that night. <laughs> so the next day, I went to Jarvis's and gave $365 for that dog buck and bought a new pair of black, them old, thick, heavy black boots that we didn't think a snake could buy. <laughs> so, and I still got them both. Mm. <laughs> uh, I'm just, you know, whenever, well, I guess you'd say I just love that old dog. Yeah. That's, and, and this, uh, he's part of that. They're still a part that I've got left. Right. And he's buried right down there in the backyard. So, what made you swap over to females instead of just trying to have a stud dog? Well, I've always I've always hunted females mainly. <clears throat> Chopper and Harry's the only two males that I ever hunted very much. Uh, I grinned both of them out. I advertised both of them for stud. Uh, but stud dog business, from what I know about it, it it's, it's, it's a lot of trouble to start with. And if I just think, I know people talk about stud dogs. And like with old Chopper. I just ain't got thick enough shoulders to listen to all that mess right. they come up with. <laughs> right. So, and I and I, I, I serene, I don't say much against somebody stood dog because I know how they feel. Mm-hmm. That pride. And and you know, I, like old child, it it's just like somebody was saying something about your child. Right. And um, just didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so I, with females, you you don't have the the problems and stuff that you do with some males and and I people's gonna breed uh, to the winning dog more generally and if you got a stud dog down here unless you keeping him in front of the public all the time and a winning with him uh, people lose interest in him right so that's one reason I, I didn't I just not enough a competition hunter to own a stud dog um, I, I, I've thought several times as much as I've bred I'd love to have my own stud dog here but um, I just I just ain't got what it takes to listen to all of the stuff that goes with it right this was a female she can pick 
how much you sell them for, um, how many you want to keep. Uh, there's, there, you got a lot more options with a female, I guess right. you could say. Than, yeah. I said so. I, I can see what your point of it. So I've met a lot of good people through the dogs. Uh, I've met a lot of good people through these puppies, selling puppies. Kind of like when I had my car lot. I, I always felt like, and we tried to do, make a friend out of everybody we sold a car to. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 23 years, and then people might not believe this, but in 23 years in the business, I don't know of but three people that ever got mad at me over something. And all three cases... It really wasn't my fault. They done had the car for nearly a year, each one of them, before anything happened. So, yeah. but, and that's the way I feel about these dogs. I, I, I want to make a friend out of everybody that I sell a puppy to. And these people, uh, there's a man coming here the other day from Texas to get a puppy. And he said, you, when he got here, he said, People around here, uh, he said, you're well known. I said, I don't know. He said, they had an accident. He said, two towns over, somewhere between here and Memphis. He said, two towns over, you know, they'd had an accident. And I was talking to a man there while we stopped, and I asked him, do you know you? Oh, yeah. He, that's a good fellow. He raises a lot of dogs. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's just, uh, I know there's people out there that that don't like me probably. And, uh, but I, I don't ever intend for it to be that way. Yeah. You know, and I'm the kind of guy that people might take me wrong. I'm, I say what I think, but, but you know, I'm not going, if, if my, that dog's no good, it's no good. Yeah. That's not a bad way to be. Uh, so that's just, and I, I've been, I've been blessed over the years. I'm not got a whip in no words. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess I'm all right. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome that's a good thing too <laughs> yeah. well we start winding down Charles I really appreciate you uh, you inviting me over here and letting us letting us do this uh, anything else you want to say before we get out of here no not just, just I just hope we keep doing this for a while longer I hope so too um, that's so uh, too I'll I'll 75 in April and uh, I can still go two or three nights a week when the weather's fitting. Mm-hmm. I can't handle that hot weather like I used to. But I'm not built for it neither. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, but I, I can still, and I can still, I have to walk at my pace, but I, I can't walk. I used to be the first man to the tree years back for a long time, but I can't do that now like I used to. But mm-hmm. still able to go, still enjoy it as well as I ever did. And wish I could go every night, it, it, but I just, I just, uh, I'm just not healthy enough to do it. Yeah, I catch myself wanting to go more than I should, especially with a puppy. This, this oh, yeah. being this hot, bad conditions, you start bad habits. Yeah, they get treed too long, with a gnawing, jacking a tree, or digging at the tree, it, it'll ruin a puppy quick. So I, I try not to overdo it, but it ain't because I don't think about it. Well, that's that's. That's me. I, <clears throat> of course, I like I like hunting Sky. She's a trained dog. Some people don't like hunting a trained dog. Yeah. But I like hunting. I, I mean, people say, "Why you not?" I know what she's gonna do every time I turn her loose. Mm-hmm. She, I can sit down on my tailgate. She go through a coon, and I'll drive around close as I can and go to her. Right. And that's uh, different things for different people, but I enjoy that. Absolutely. Everybody's got their own own thing for this. If nobody wanted a trained dog, it'd be, all of them be knocked in the head at four year old. Right, <laughs> right. And I, I love, I love hunting wanted. I, you know what? And and these 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 three I got in my pen out there. They all friendly. The grandkids can play with them. Uh, Skies, she's. Uh, She's part of the family and has been there. And then somebody wanted to buy her here not long ago. Man texted me a message wanting a copy of her pedigree. And I said, uh, 
Well, I'll send you one. Yeah, I thought he was wanting to buy a puppy, and then he wanted to know how much she, uh, I'd take for her. I said, there ain't no price. I said, she don't, she don't have a price. He said, everything's got a price that's not her. That's she got <laughs> So I'd sell my truck before I'd sell her. Mm. And so that's just... Uh, Means something to you. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, well, like I said, I, I really appreciate you doing this. Uh, I've, I've told a few people about it. They're, they're really excited, especially with Drake. <laughs> so, well, like I said, I'm going to wind her down here. We're, i got to get back towards Somerville and get ready for work tomorrow, as bad as I hate to. Well, we appreciate you coming. I, I, I've enjoyed this. Yes, sir. Well, 